Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today we are here with Teresa Di Pasquale, the CEO at Capture Social Group. How are you, Teresa? I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm good to know I'm good to hear that you're doing well as well. Let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Yeah, so I um own a agency. There's a couple parts of my business, but the agency part is we do organic social media marketing. So um, basically our main platform that we love is Instagram, Um, Mm -hmm. but our agency it's full service. We do uh, almost all the other platforms except for Twitter. Um, And I got started in this business because I have been doing it for myself for years. I started Instagram back in uh, 2012 when the platform just started and I quickly learned how to build a personal brand on there and be able to leverage it for your business. And so I successfully used my personal brand page to build a a high six figure business. I had an online fitness business. I wrote a book and I had an app and I did all the personal brand things. And uh, I actually ended up joining a mastermind to learn online marketing. Mm -hmm. And in the mastermind, I started consulting with everybody because everyone's like, you know, I want to do the same thing. I want to build a personal brand on social, leverage it. And so Mm-hmm. My mentor at the time, who's still my mentor, I'm a very good friend of mine, JJ Virgin, uh, came up to me and she was just like, you know, you're really good at this over here. She's like, maybe you should stop doing that and do this. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, okay. Um, so I did. So I ended up selling my fitness business and I started this agency. It'll be four years in January, which is crazy. Wow. Um, and I just never looked back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. I love that mm-hmm. you came with a lot of experience in your past. You must have learned a lot with just knowing how to build your own personal brand. Has that really poured into what you're doing right now? Yeah, it has. But um, obviously, as you know, from having an agency, it's totally different doing it for yourself versus being scalable and doing it for many people at one time. So it's you know it's been a different experience coming up with systems and processes, but also not limiting yourself to systems and processes because social media is ever changing and evolving and you have to be on it constantly with the trends or else you'll die, right? You'll be a dinosaur. (laughs) So it's kind of like the dancing balance between systems and then like, you know, making sure that we're like on the pulse of everything and we can kind of, you know, adjust to whatever's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's it's constantly changing. You have to keep up with it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. What did you do before just starting your Instagram in 2012? And did that really, did you kind of expect to get into this lane, social media lane? No, no, (laughs) not not at all. Um, I actually owned gyms. I had a couple of gyms in the Tampa Bay area. So I did that. And um, I actually had my son who was probably like, when I opened the gym, I think he was like two at the time. And then I ended up getting pregnant with my daughter and having another baby. And so it was just, it was quite a bit running brick and mortar businesses and having babies. And it just became a lot and ended up getting really sick. And so I ended up by closing one gym and bankrupting the business and selling parts of the other one. And it was like a whole debacle. So I took just time off to like kind of heal and get centered because I was so sick. Um, just from the stress of running myself out of having, you know, babies that don't sleep and businesses going 24 seven, the gyms actually were doing really well. Mm. Um, but I, I just wasn't doing well. Um, mm. But yeah, I ended up taking a year off. And at that time with the fitness stuff, I decided that I was like, you know what? I've never done a fitness competition. So, and it scares the crap out of me. So I'm going to do one because <laughs> I have this time now. Yeah. So I ended up starting to train for a fitness show. And at that time is when I started Instagram and I just was like kind of mm-hmm. haphazardly posting stuff about my like journey of, you know, doing this fitness show. And like, mm-hmm. I always laugh because like I was one of the OG fitness people on Instagram. I mean, this is years wow. ago. And, like, 
somehow I started building this following and then I caught on to how Instagram worked and I like grew. I had multiple different marketing share pages. So I was growing my personal brand, but at the same time I was growing huge share pages that I would leverage and sell advertising on, mm. on Instagram. And then I would also leverage that to build my page. So it was like this whole system that I had on Instagram. So it, it really, nothing was planned. It was just kind of like early adopter, jumped on the app, figured it out and was like, Hey, there's a business here. And then I just took off with it. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, quite the story. I'm sorry to hear that with your past. I'm so glad that it ended up working out. You know, you yeah. did mention it's been four years of building your agency. Can you expand more on just the marketing share pages for those who may not know what that means? Yeah. So that's back when Instagram first started. I don't know how long you guys have been on the app, but um, you used to probably see like people going like shout for shout, you know, like yeah. follow my friend, follow this page, follow that. Like that's how back in the day of the Instagram Wild West when there was no algorithm and everybody just grew so fast because yeah. we could do whatever we wanted. And it was kind of like everyone was so excited to be on there. Yeah. Um, and so that was basically, it was like a page that I put out content for fitness. One of them was like um, a fitness page. There was a couple, I had a couple different ones, but the big one was a fitness page. So I would post like other people's workouts or recipes or whatever. Mm. And then in between, I would post all these other fitness influencers. They would pay me to be on my page. Mm. I had all these, I had like 350,000 followers on that page. So it was like a marketing page. So I would make them pay me to be on that page. But then I'd also post my personal brand page on that page to send people back to my page. Wow. So it was like a whole ecosystem. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> that was back in the heyday. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Instagram is it's not like that anymore. Work. Yeah. 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 It's not that easy anymore. It's unfortunate. <laughs> if, you do, if you're like, follow my friend, people are going to be like, unfollow. I know. Like, <laughs> I turn the other way. They're like, no. <laughs> they're like, okay, so that's annoying. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally different now than it used to be. So funny. Mm -hmm. You know, four years. So that means it was between 2020. How was that journey for you? Actually, believe it or not, um, my business exponentially grew. I grew like 300% in 2020 because obviously the first year when I first started the agency, I had no clients and I was bootstrapping. I didn't have investors or anything. So I just took clients for like not a lot of money just to prove what I was doing and figure out my systems and all that. And so by the time I actually started getting paying clients, which still wasn't a lot of money, um, we were, I think, coming into 2020 then. And 2020 was when I had every kind of, I had it figured out. I had like packages and knew what I was doing and had systems in place and did a good job and got results that I can show. So yeah. I feel good about charging more money, right? Because you have mm -hmm. results. Mm -hmm. um, but most, I would say not all, but I would say like 70% of our clients are health and wellness people. Mm. So I was right time, right place because for COVID, everything was health and wellness. Everyone wanted to be healthy, right? Because of COVID. Yeah. So all of our doctors and health people like blew up their businesses mm. because everyone was looking for health, you know, immune health stuff and like how to be health, like all that information. So even though I think a lot of other people suffered, I felt very fortunate that I was in an industry that thrived during COVID. Yeah. Um, so I actually did really well. So my business grew huge. Yay. That's so good to mm -hmm. hear. It's so good to hear. I mean, health and wellness is so important. I'm, I'm glad that that happened at that year, but even now people are caring about more, it seems like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, I think it was terrible for everybody, but I think the silver lining was it did make people pay more attention to being health, their health, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so how do you get your clients? Is it referrals, ads, social media? Yeah. So I'm actually a hundred percent referral. I've never done any advertising for my agency. Wow. Um, I'm part of a couple of different mastermind groups. So I do some speaking here or there. I wouldn't say I'm like a public speaker. You know, I don't go on stages everywhere and do it, but I do speak and teach a lot at these kind of smaller, more intimate groups with like my ideal client. Um, Cause I figured out that for my agency, particularly like my ideal client is 
a seven figure brand, personal brand entrepreneur. So someone that's like a motivational speaker or a, you know, New York Times bestselling author or a doctor, you know, like things like that, like an expert personal brand. Um, yeah. So I'm in a couple of different masterminds that have quite a few of those. So just by being in those groups and kind of teaching and networking and, you know, educating them there and kind of getting myself out there, I've gotten quite a few clients. And then it's like a trickle effect. Once you get them really amazing results, then they like tell their friends, right? And then they tell their mm. friends. And so now I just get applications on my website like every week. Mm, that's so good to hear. Word of mouth and yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm obsessed yeah. with results. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's interesting because I mean, it's referrals, it's all relationships. So it just goes to show that you're networking, you're building relationships, your network, mm-hmm. your network is your net worth or something. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But the biggest thing is, is really the results. Cause I think a lot of people get too excited about trying to grow and scale and make money and like, forget that you need to keep your results intact, which is the hard part yeah. of having a service industry, right. Is growing and keeping the same quality of work. Yeah, and scaling. Um, so that's yeah. why I've done it a little bit more slowly than other people would maybe because I'm just really particular. If I'm going to have my name on it, I want it to be really good. Yeah, results. understandable. So, what do you mean by mm-hmm. slowly? Do you mean just like organic? No, I mean mm-hmm. like for the agency, I could have started scaling it a couple of years ago and putting systems in place to do that, but I didn't personally feel that we were ready. So now I've had some of my brand managers that work for me have worked for me for over two years. Mm. So they've learned my systems. They know my strategies. They know. So I feel so much more confident being a little bit more hands-off with a lot of things that mm. I'm able to now, you know what I mean? Kind of start like growing the agency more because I'm confident that they are in like, everyone really knows what they're doing. Yeah. So I don't have to micromanage or babysit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I hear that a lot though with agency owners just getting to the point where they're like, okay, I have to like let go and trust them. And when did you get when did you get to that point where you were like, okay, I need a team and you were ready to expand? We've had a team the whole time. Um, really? And I like to run really lean. Yeah. I mean, I don't like in my past businesses, I've made the mistake of buying fancy offices and buying, you know, paying extra people that I don't need. And I'm like, that's just, I've spent so much money on nothing. So I've learned a lot of those mistakes already. So for me now, I hire forward, which means I'm always hiring because I, I always say like, you can't grow if you can't grow, like literally, right. I can't grow if I have no team to take on clients. Mm. So I'm constantly training forward, anticipating more clients. So I'm always like hiring, but I have a lot of systems in place to where my team can manage a lot because like, I'm, that's, I think it's one of my gifts is like kind of putting those systems in place to be really efficient. Yeah. And saying like, hey, this needs a system instead of all of us, you know, instead of being three people to do this, what if we put a system here and we have one person doing it? Mm. So I've been able to have kind of a lean team. So I think I have um I have like seven people that work for me and then like three designer, graphic designers. So I have like ten people right now. Mm. Wow. So that's mm-hmm. good to hear that it's been since the beginning. That means it's like long term. Yeah, you know? it was a smaller team yeah. back then, but I've always had a team. I never did everything myself. Um mm. But now it's just different because as you know, like when you have a smaller business and you get to a certain like level, then there's different things you need. Like we also have another side of my business where we do info products mm. and we do blogs and like SEO, right? So we're kind of doing like, we're dipping into that side of it as well because yeah. not everyone's a candidate for the agency. So yeah. if they're not, now we have something else to offer them to help, right? It's not mm. just the agency. It's like, hey, if we can't help you, here's some other resources for you to help. Yeah, so. that's so important. What would you mm-hmm. say you learned from your leadership? Would you say over the years? Um, I think you know. I think 
I would say, I mean, obviously I wouldn't say I'm the best leader, but I would say I'm a pretty good leader. I have a really good retention rate. So to me, that speaks volumes of being a good leader, right? If you have people that stay with you for a long time. Um, I think my biggest thing is I don't treat them like, I don't really love the word boss, mm. which is funny because my last business name was Bikini Boss Fitness. <laughs> um, but as like a leader, I don't love, I like like leader, you know, because for me, I don't feel like they're boss. I feel like we're in it together. And, like we're doing it as a team. I'm just kind of the one that's like directing the team, but like, yeah. I've always, I treat them very respectfully. I treat them as equals. Um, I always like, you have to paint the picture, even though you're here now, like, Hey, here's where you can go. If you stick with me and learn. And like, you're constantly having to sell the dream and sell the vision of where it can go. That's really important for somebody that has a service industry agency owner is like constantly letting them know like, Hey, I know we're here and I know you want to be here, but here's where we need to do to get there. So like mm-hmm. they have a path. Um, so I think I'm a good visionary in that way that my team always knows like what I'm doing and where I'm going. And if I implement things that may seem annoying, I always tell them why so that they don't yeah. think I'm just being some you know ridiculous authoritarian. I'm like, Hey guys, I know, I know it seems really frustrating, but here's why we're doing this. And here's why I need your help with this. You know, yeah. So I'm always just very um, transparent as well so I think those are some of the things that I've learned that really are effective for like building a team a good team yeah that's really good to hear I'm hearing just really like communicative and I think that's so amazing to sell them a vision and dream and let them know like how they can grow and how they can expand because it's important for them to know that as well I think that speaks to just maybe a core value would you say yeah, I mean, I think that's just one of my favorite things about what I do is I love watching, like bringing somebody on and like watching them develop through, you know, like that is like one of my favorite things. So that's my goal. I don't really love hiring outside for stuff. I always try to hire, like promote within first if if I can, if I can't mm-hmm. have to hire outside, but like most of, I've had a couple of VIs that have started that have put in the front end effort and time and they end up training and becoming a brand manager. And now they're like managing. So like, they can work their way up into the company as long as they're willing to, the biggest thing for me is like work ethic and putting the time in and showing me that you're going to, you're willing to put that work in to learn. That's huge for me. Yeah, that's huge. Absolutely. Thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing. You know, what would you say is your agency's expertise right now at this time? Uh, Social media marketing, organic. Yeah. 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 I mean, we grow Instagram. So I would say we're a growth agency, but we, our main focus is growing Instagram and really attracting ideal people to mm-hmm. their social media, our client social media versus like vanity metrics. Um, I can't tell you how many clients, oh. pack, you know, pages that we take over that we have to repair because they've had other people doing really terrible stuff like buying fake followers and doing gimmicky giveaway loops and things that really just trash the health of their page. Yeah. So like we don't do any of that nonsense. We have strategies that literally put out amazing content and attract your ideal audience to your page. So it's people that when they are there, they want to see your message. They're excited for your stuff and your posts. Right. And they eventually will become a client or customer or join your community because like they're interested in you and what you have to say. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like we're good at growth or really good at driving traffic from Instagram. Mm, that's so important. I love that you mentioned not into the vanity metrics and all that. Can you give an example of just organic growth and how you're able to help your clients? Yeah. So organic means we're not paying for it. Right. And so unlike um, a lot of agencies that will pay for reach by boosting posts or like Facebook ads is what you're doing essentially, right. You're paying to get in front of eyeballs. What we're doing organically is we're doing that without paying. So we're using really good content. And by doing that, uh, a lot of people will share the content mm-hmm. and if they're sharing it on their page, likely they have friends that are just like them. Right. So their friends will be interested in that content and they follow yeah. Um, we've got a really good hashtag strategy that we use that we can get our clients on top of like some of the big hashtags. And that's 
Instagram right now is becoming really like a search engine and hashtags are one of the biggest ways people are finding content and accounts they want to follow. So that's one of our biggest strategies is hashtags. Um, so it's just things like that, right? So it's like organic ways of putting out great content, you know, getting them on the explore page, obviously. That's Instagram's prime real estate. So like making good content that gets enough engagement that they lay on the explore page, mm. right? So we get eyeballs to the page without paying and then we grow organically. Without paying. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, it just speaks to just getting clear about, you know, your message and just strategies that you put into place to just help someone grow. And I love that it's organic as well. Yeah. What would you say you're currently learning right now to just level up your agency? Um, I think right now I am at a scaling point. So like right now we are, we just put in place a bunch of KPIs. So for anyone that's new, that's key performance indicators, which is basically, you know, if I'm going to step out and not be so hands-on, what am I expecting of my team? Like what numbers am I expecting them to hit, you know, so that Mm -hmm. I can see that there's success on these accounts, Mm. um, which is really challenging for social media because social media is so variable. It's yeah. not like a set fixed thing. There's so many things that could affect it. it. You know, it's how people make content, the health of the account, we take it over. If yeah. our client decides to run Facebook ads in the middle of, you know, organic strategy that actually crushes our organic reach. So like we have a lot of variables that we deal with when we're doing accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big thing for me was kind of coming up with KPIs that were fair for the team to hold them accountable to something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's kind of like the the biggest thing that I was like, not necessarily learning, but figuring out of how to do it to make sense, but also so I can step out because I'm, I'm the like social media strategist, but I'm also like the sales and marketing machine for the agency. Mm. So the more that I can be out, the more people I can bring in. Right. So it's mm. gotta be like, I always tell, this is another thing with like leadership is I tell my team, like we're a team because I do the sales and marketing, but you guys do the fulfillment. So you got to fulfill your, you got to, we both got to do our, right. To make this engine go. Yeah. So, Absolutely. That's so important, especially when working with others. You know, it sounds like you wear multiple hats. Would you say that you've able to just like lessen the amount of hats that you that you work with? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Growing totally. your team? Yeah. I'm very fortunate. Uh, this year, I, I started dating somebody across the country. I'm in Tampa, Florida. My girlfriend is in, she was in San Diego, California. Oh. And I was able to basically go for a week every month. And I just barely, I didn't even work for an entire week every month. So my team oh. had it on lock. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> that's yeah. so good. It runs with it runs without me there. Sometimes it runs better without me there. I laugh. I went for two weeks and I came back and the reports <laughs> the next month were amazing. And I was like, maybe I should just leave. <laughs> you guys killed it. <laughs> they're like, we got it handled. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we don't we don't need you anymore. Oh man, <laughs> that's so good to hear. Though I mean, just mm-hmm. being able to that just goes to show that you can that you can trust them. That you're like, it's all good. Well, you know, I'm systems go and training. It's all systems and training. So it shows you the importance of that. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is a skill that you've had to cultivate over time throughout your years just to get to this place that you are at today? Um, I would say probably, I don't think I was naturally born very analytical, um, but I've trained myself to be obsessively analytical because in this industry of what I do personally, I think in most agencies, right, there's a creative aspect and then there's like an analytical aspect and the unicorns that do really well have both. Um, So I think a lot of people in the marketing or social world or whatever, like either fall into one camp or the other, right? They're like super analytical or they're super creative. So I always, I've been creative, but I've had to like really cultivate the analytical side of my brain. So now it becomes natural, but like it's been a couple of years of like make forcing myself to like really be data driven where I don't think back when I first started, 
or when I had my old businesses, I was nothing like that. Like I wouldn't even want to look at a spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh God, no, no spreadsheets. That's me. So that's been something for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can relate to that just being like, just having to get better at that skill as well. You know, what would you say was the one thing that really helped you just be able to like, were you just like, okay, I got to focus on this. Did you write down lists? Were you like, this is what I need to expand? Was it mentorship? Believe it or not, actually, I am fortunate. I have a manager of operations that runs my business that's worked with me for 10 years. She ran my last business and she switched over with me for this one. And she is my spreadsheet brain. So instead of, I know sometimes if I go in the drive and I see spreadsheets, I get like ADD overwhelmed. I can't even like look. So what I'll do a lot of times is I'll ask her to like pull out, you know, or extrapolate, Hey, I need this set of numbers, put it in an email side by side and just send it to me. Mm. So it's not this big overwhelming data thing. I can like look at things like each thing individually. And that's like so much less overwhelming for me. So that's really worked. I've just figured out ways to have her help me to not be so overwhelmed because she can look at spreadsheets all day long. That's like her jam, you know, that's her thing. But for me, I'm like, ah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. like I love the data, but that whole, it's just too many things happening. So I've got good systems in place where she knows what I, how I need to see things to be able to really like for it to work with my brain. Mm. So yeah. So I lean on her a lot for that. That's huge. I love that it's support. Mm. (laughs) That's so important. Yeah. 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 She's She's definitely, they say hire your weakness and that's that's not, that's a weakness of mine. Oh, wow. Great point. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say you're currently most proud of right now during your journey as an agency owner? Oh, that's such a good Very question. Um, I think I'm really proud of my team. I've got an amazing team. They are really good people. And like I said, most of them have been with me for like, I mean, almost over two years, some of them longer, some of them three years. So it's like kind of a ride or die team that I have. They're all amazing. Um, I think another thing I'm proud of is like, we only work with amazing people. So most of our clients are like doing good in the world and they're having some kind of a good impact. So like I said, like motivational speakers or, you know, physicians that are helping people heal or spiritual people that are helping people find spiritual, like things like that, where it's like, we're not putting out, you know, not that there's anything wrong with this because everyone has to market businesses, but you know, we're not just like pouring out products. Like we're actually doing good. So like, it feels Mm. good to do work. Yeah. yeah, it's very fulfilling. Absolutely. It sounds like it's just in alignment to like what you care about, your values, and just obviously yeah, making exactly. this a better place in this world. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good to hear. On the flip side, what would you say is your biggest rock to move right now in your journey to seven figures? Um, well, we already hit seven figures, so I'm not on my journey to there, on my journey past, but um I would say, honestly, it's not so much with the agency side because that's been easy and I'm figuring out the scaling part. It's more with the um, this secondary part of my business, which is more of like the info products, like the subsequent training stuff mm. that we do that we want to do like, you know, or get like paid advertising to. Mm. Uh, I think that's more like learning the paid advertising is my next hill that I want to climb. <laughs> so I think that's yeah. my next challenge. Yeah. Yay. Something that you haven't been, you know, doing. So that's very I've different. never had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. Like I really need to dive in and like learn like what I'm doing over here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's fun. That's a fresh perspective, I think. You know yeah. new challenge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm curious to know like what did it take for you along your journey to just bring in consistent revenue or to a place where you weren't like looking over your shoulders? Like what was it that like helped you on that journey? Um, I invested almost all of the money I made back in the business the first year. 
um, I was fortunate and I know not everyone's as fortunate as I am that um, I was married at the time. My ex-husband, you know, I didn't have to stress financially about a lot of things Mm -hmm. like other people would. So I was super fortunate in that way um, that I was able to really, I went crazy just putting a lot of money back in the business the first year. And I think that was the catapult that I needed. Like I said, I didn't have investors or anything. So it's just every dollar I could get, I just kept investing and training and training people, hiring, right? Systems, processes, software, you know, it's expensive. Um, And so finally, I think in the second year is when I started really like getting to where I was like, okay, I'm making, I'm making money now. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to hear You know, mm-hmm. I love that it comes with, I mean, your story just comes with a lot of experience in the past. It's something that worked for you. And then, you know, it sounds like you're very results focused. So it's like, that's that's good that it pours into like what you do and just being mm-hmm. focused for your clients. It's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. I love do it. You, do you happen to have any favorite agency scaling influencers or authors that have influenced you or mold you along your path? Mm. Um, interesting. I don't, but let me think. You know, there is a book, he, it's called, I want to say Conversion Code, Chris Smith. Mm. He does training. I think he's doing a lot of real estate stuff now, but he started doing like Facebook ad stuff. Um, And I thought he was really interesting. That's the only thing that came to my head. Um, I never really like learned or set out to have an agency. It just happened. And I just feel like it's like, something I'm good at. Like my last fitness business was a service business as well. And I had 150 clients at one time. Wow. So I just, I'm like, that's just something of how my brain works of like setting, I'm good with setting up systems to be able to manage things like that. Like that's just something that's very easy for me. Mm. Um, Unlike Facebook ads where I like see all the data and I'm like, ah, (laughs) Um, you know, but like the service industry stuff is easy. So I never really like study, I never studied it or, you know what I mean? I never really like read anything on it. I kind of just figured it out. Yeah. And that's the best though. When it's not like, when it's not always just like within a textbook, it's like, no, this is my experience. It just worked out and I'm going with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Just figuring it out. Yeah. What would you say compared to just your fitness journey, you know, in, in that industry, what do you like more about this one compared to that? Oh, um, I'm not the face of it. That's an easy one. (laughs) With my fitness business, I was the face of the whole thing. So it was just exhausting. And I just was tired of it. I did it for 15 years. Oh, wow. It's a long time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, between between the gyms and and the online stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the fitness industry for 15 years. So I'm just, I was ready to hang up that hat. And now I love that. I do this for everybody else, but like, yeah, I, I mean, I still have my personal brand page, but I almost never post anymore. It's kind of like the hair, but hairdresser with bad hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just not really motivated to anymore because I do it like we do so much content for so other so many other people. Mm. So it's like the last thing I'm going to do is not look at my page and do my stuff. You know, I'm just not really like I'll do it eventually, maybe here or there. But yeah, that's understandable yeah. though. Why would you say that you wouldn't want to be the face of it anymore? Like, what what is the one? It's just that? it's exhausting. It's just a lot of you have to be constantly doing videos, constantly doing pictures, constantly writing content, constantly on all the time, like answering DMs, answering questions, which is fine. But I did it for so long. You have to remember, I've been doing this for years. Yeah, so it gets to a point where you're like, I'm I'm done. Done. I was yeah. before I sold my fitness business. I was at a point where I was trying to. Um, I had coaches that worked for me. That's how I was able to have all these clients. So yeah. I was trying to bring the coaches up to be the face, and then I was trying to exit out, but I didn't get there. I just like sold it. Mm-hmm. I sold it to one of the coaches. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understandable. I'm glad you're in a space now that you enjoy. To be honest, that's yeah, really I love cool. it. Yeah, I love what I'm doing. I've always loved the business side. So even when I was doing fitness stuff, the business side was like 
what I enjoyed. So now I just get to do the business side, which is great. I don't have to be an influencer really anywhere. I mean, I kind of am still in my space, but not on like social media, like with the pictures and the videos and the content. And maybe one day I'll get back out there. Yeah. Like it's not like personalized, like your everyday life. You're like, okay, this, shoot content for this, this. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. I, I it's know, different. I know you're talking about. It's just a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed this conversation. It's been very honest. Would you do you have any last advice for agency owners or your peers listening to this right now? Um Yeah, I mean, I think what I told you was my biggest piece of advice was, you know, if you focus on having an amazing service and product and result, you won't have to work hard because you're going to get the the work the work will come, you know? So just really focusing on how you can put out the best work possible. Mm, that's huge thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. that how can people get in contact with you and journey alongside you along your path well i'm on instagram obviously it's my favorite platform Um, (laughs) it's just my name my name is Teresa de pasquale Teresa with an a and then d-p-a-s-q-u-a-l-e and then my company's website is capture social group.com that's where you can kind of read a little bit more about our agency you're going to laugh at the copy on my on my website I actually didn't have a website for the first two years. I had no website. Really? And I, yeah, I had to make one because we ended up sponsoring this huge event that for one of the masterminds I was in. And I was like, well, I guess I should probably have a website or something. <laughs> so the copy of my website, it says like, hey, um, you know, thanks for being here. If you heard about us, it's likely by word of mouth because we've done zero marketing. Yeah. And, you know, it says like, I don't want to bore you with how amazing we are, but Hey, if you want the details, scroll to the bottom. And so like at the very bottom, I put like some info about the agency, but like, I'm like, I'm not going to try to sell you on how great we are. Like if you're here, you've already heard how great we are. So it's like, it's like the funniest copy of my website. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, well, I guess I'll just put it. It's that's so funny. It works. I get like, I get an application at least every week, just organic, like from no ads, nothing. Wow. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's really good to hear. It's funny though. Oh, I also forgot to ask though. You said that you are on other platforms as well. Instagram's your main, but what you said Twitter was what else was it? Twitter? No, we don't do Twitter. Oh, yeah, for Twitter. our clients, just because Twitter is like more of a thought leader. You know, you have to be able to like tweet what you want. So for us doing social for our clients, it doesn't work. But we do everything else. We do LinkedIn, Pinterest, Facebook, um, TikTok, Instagram. Awesome. So okay. mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I'm certain listeners will enjoy this episode. And yeah, have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks for having me.